0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Upnext. This week, I'm joined by none other than Nida Somar. She is an entrepreneur, the founder of The Accelerator, 60 Day Startups, and a huge advocate for women in business. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about how her accelerator helps female entrepreneurs from disadvantaged positions turn their business idea to revenue in 60 days, The systemic bias against women in the investment field and how you can turn a business idea to revenue in just 60 days. So without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do end up liking the episode, please follow the podcast and drop a review if you're listening to an Apple podcast or Spotify and I'll be forever grateful. And cue the music. So hi, Lida, and welcome on Up Next.
1: Hi, Ogi. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, this is the first time I've been recording after the break, and it's so glad to kick it off while uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I'm really excited to know, know more about you and your startup 60-day Well, your startup sixty day startups. I should have used another word other than startups. <laughs> but yeah, uh, why don't you kick it off by telling us a bit more about yourself and what you do.
1: Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And um, like you said, I guess I have a startup that is called 60 Day Startups. It's actually um, an accelerator for uh, first-time female founders. And our goal is to take them from early stage idea to revenue in 60 days. And uh, we focus on bringing underrepresented women to the forefront and giving them an opportunity to to learn from the best in the business, basically, um, and, and different kinds of mentors and, and uh, help them kickstart their journey into their own businesses. So that's one of my startups. Uh, I have a couple others, but... Well, we
0: can get into that later. <laughs> wow. And actually, no, I'm, uh, I mean, when I was reading up and like doing my homework before and I was reading about all the stuff that you guys do, I, honestly, it's amazing that you guys are doing amazing work and all the people that you have, like the entrepreneurs, and the contributions that you make in general to the field is amazing. And I, we will get into all of that, but I always like to start by taking it back to the very beginning. So before 60 Day Startups, before all of this, how did you get into the whole world of entrepreneurship at the start?
1: So um, my background's actually in finance. I studied finance. Uh, finance. I started in the U.S. actually, but then moved Ooh. to the U.S. <laughs> yeah, represented, right? <laughs> um, and then moved to the U.S., uh, graduated from there, and um, worked in KPMG for a while, in audit, um, came back to the region because I wanted to be in the region, <clears throat> And I grew up here, I was born and raised in Dubai, so I'm very much uh, a Dubai girl at heart. Uh, So I wanted to come back and start things here. Uh, Came back with Ernst & Young, uh, worked there for a while, and um, then moved into corporate finance with Brambles, um, a logistics company, and then went into finance consulting, basically for medium-sized firms, and I used to set up there. Uh, finance functions there um before I moved into my family business, which is uh basically steel fabrication so business kind of runs in the blood <laughs> I would say and um I was needed uh to help my my dad uh specifically with their finance function again, but it really wasn't my my jam I guess the the Family business was still very far from my personal interests. So, um, I stayed there for a while about, um, I would say about four years before I moved into starting working on my own idea, which was, um, Kaza, which is a food tech, which was a food tech app, um, and SaaS based platform. This is before, you know, people were, I guess um, all hyped about uh, entrepreneurship in the region. So I was part of the very first incubator before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, so so before it was cool, exactly. I think I, uh, I became became an entrepreneur um, when they were just called businessmen or businesswomen, and <laughs> and that's what. Um, what they were called, so you know, no one used to understand what this girl's trying to do. Uh, was trying to start a food tech company, which uh, specialized in inventory management systems for commercial F and B, um, you know, uh, restaurants, hotels, and stuff like that, uh, to kind of uh, make the sustainable supply chain for F and B. Oh, so I worked on that for about five years, I would say. Uh, or four years before I sold it uh, to a German boutique hotel company, which rebranded it and uses it on its back end. Um, and then I fell into my um, second startup, which was uh, another food startup. Um, I trained as a CFA a charter holder back in 2013 which was my finance education and then very quickly um moved in and and uh, did uh, a course or, or a professional course in culinary education from le cordon bleu uh so I was a trained chef uh, after doing my cfa which is kind of weird again <laughs> but food was a passion from right early early in life so i moved into something after my startup sold i was like you know let's take a break let's do something fun and so that's how the table project started which was which is my second startup and continues to run so it was an underground um supper club or a way of bringing the community together uh over cultural food and educating the the, basically, the the community on home um, home cooked uh, kind of food that's not readily available in restaurants. Even though we're very lucky to have a uh, very culturally diverse food here, uh, sometimes people just crave like the the home goodness. So, so that's what we were bringing to the to the market, and it, it really wasn't meant to be a startup startup, but it grew really popular just by word of mouth and organically. And we have had about four and a half thousand or five thousand people now that have visited the table, and about 111 nationalities now um, that have been wow. served at the table. So, yeah, we still do that. Um, but 60 Days Startups actually came about from the table project because the community grew so strong. Um, it uh, I was actually during COVID the the tables were sort of slow so what I thought was you know why not do some food drives to help the community and help people that were really suffering badly from the economic hit of COVID and um, and I basically reached out to the table project community and said hey you know who wants to join me on food drive so we started that but it quickly became unsustainable because i was the only one cooking <laughs> for hundreds of people um and that wasn't really gonna keep going for too long so i was like you know why don't i do something that's uh, that's gonna help in the longer term and that's really how 60 day startups came about um again i shout out to the community and Thankfully, my community, because of my diverse, I guess, range of experience in the past um, and exposure to different kinds of people. I had enough entrepreneurs and business people and different uh, people from different areas of, of life willing to contribute towards 60 Day Startups and become mentors and and really uh, bring the whole program together. So that's how 60 Day started. Not a very short story, but... but- <laughs> <laughs> everything had its place, I guess,
0: in the end. No, I love that. I love how, like, each one built up to the other. And now, you know, you, you you thought it was time for you to start 60 Startups with all of your background, you know, the community that you built and the people that you know that could help. But why did you choose to focus it on being an incubator, especially for female entrepreneurs? And why 60 Days or the idea of having it in 60 Days?
1: So um, I guess... With the previous experiences that I had, uh, it was very um, apparent that there is a certain um, sort of bias in the ecosystem, um, and it's very difficult for women to raise money, to grow their ideas. Um, There are fewer opportunities, even though we uh, are very lucky to be in Dubai, which is very, very... uh, I guess, uh, gender balanced, I would say, or close to being gender balanced, but there still is quite a bit of disparity when it comes to, uh, women in business. Um, and also there wasn't enough, uh, I guess the, the the focus was underrepresented communities. So, um, Perhaps people who wouldn't or women who wouldn't have the opportunity or feel like they can't reach out to popular accelerators or a, they need to be a certain way to, to get into certain programs. We kind of focus on those women. Um, just because my journey as an entrepreneur was quite difficult as well. People found it very difficult to understand. There was lack of support in general. So it's very it's a very lonely journey. So we wanted to build a community uh, where women could, women could support each other and uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, overcome the barriers of entry into, at least from the knowledge space. You know, we couldn't do much about the investment side of it, which is still very much a clear, dis, you know, disbalance uh, of how uh, female-owned uh, businesses are funded. Uh, but that's why we focused on revenue. So the whole 60 days to get to revenue was actually an answer to, I guess, the struggle for investment opportunity for women. Um, and the only way we could do it is to, to figure out a way to bootstrap uh, the business idea and figure out a way to either know that it works fast uh, or fail fast, you know. So that's like the the only way you would lose the least amount of money. And we thought that sixty days would be like a really nice tight window where people could do things really fast without getting demotivated and uh, and see where their idea goes. Really,
0: if it yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, because um, okay. me- I mean, it minimizes your risks too. Like
1: exactly. Because it is self-funded. Everybody is self-funded. So, you know, we got we to gotta make sure that um, every penny counts.
0: Definitely. Especially when you're starting out because in the end of the day, it is your own money and you, you have unlimited liability. Like everything you put in can be lost in the end of the day. But then, you know, when you have it for 60 days, realistically, like how much are you going to lose compared to if you didn't know as much what you were doing and you were into an accelerator or you weren't being mentored or whatnot, it's just going on by yourself without knowing where it could end up. But I, I've, it's really nice. And I, I think I also read that uh, I, I think one of your programs, you had six companies and five of them may, made their like revenue rolls in the 60 days but yeah. the last one didn't because it was such a big state. Like, it wouldn't need it. It wouldn't achieve it in 60 days. It just wouldn't make sense. But so that that works. Like, your idea is brilliant. And it's absolutely worth it. It's helping people. So that's amazing.
1: Yeah. And we just graduated our second cohort, actually. And uh, I think all of them have launched. Um, and uh, and uh, we now have 12 startups, out of which 10 have reached revenue. Uh, three of them, uh, one of them has um, moved and grown into a different region, um, three of them have started hiring. Um, a couple of them actually work with other businesses in the in you know in the community itself. Um, so, very interestingly, it does work. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's a tough program. It's a really tough program, um, but but it works. And I, I guess the. Uh, all credit really does go to go to all the mentors, but also the the founders themselves that work really, really hard. Because um, it takes a long time for startups to get to the place where these ladies have reached, literally, within a year. You know, it's 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 a very tough tough thing to do.
0: It absolutely is very commendable, and now you know I'm glad that you mentioned something at the start, and it was something that I also read uh, on an article that you and your co-founder wrote on the entrepreneur, and it was about the uh, systemic bias against women in the investment landscape and how exactly how you're saying it's harder for them to get funds and whatnot. So you know you were saying that so they're self-funded, the people in your program, and you know you 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 know this problem exists. There's no doubt about it. So how do you think you know startups? Uh, founders, people, you know, smaller investors can play a role in kind of fixing this, fixing the system. Uh, you know, as we will say, how can this kind of be adjusted? Because realistically, like if we wait on the quote unquote big dodge to do it, or like the people, the, it's going to take time. Right. And it, it, it's, it's always better than when the entrepreneurs themselves, the accelerators that yours contribute to that. So, how do you think you know people can contribute towards fixing that?
1: I think it it really boils down to um, if if we are not relying on you know governments or larger organizations to step in, which they already are. I think a lot of the a lot of the bigger organizations and governments are now focusing on. Um, Uh, gender equality and and those sorts of dialogues are now coming into play um but we're still very very far away from reaching the actual practical equal equal level in, in the system and until then i guess uh one answer is to do what you can right um from uh, from a consumer point of view, I think it's really important for the consumer because we vote with our money, really. Um, and uh, I think it's really important to become uh, conscious consumers and uh, put your money where your mouth is. So if you really believe that there is uh, there is a problem of uh, gender parity, yeah. Uh, in the startup space, then you should be supporting with your money and buying from um, female founded business owners, whatever that product might be, and if it serves obviously your needs. Uh, so you should go that extra mile to figure out, um, you know, if, if, if. There is someone out there that is a female, that is a startup, uh, that is making something you like and, and go buy that. So that's what you can do, I guess, at a consumer level and at a, an investor level, I think it's really important. And I speak from a financial, um, analyst perspective as well. Uh, it's very important to balance your portfolio of investments and diversify, um, Diversify your pool of investments, uh, and have a healthy, a healthy sort of portion of, of female-founded businesses or um, a good representation of it in your portfolio. I mean, it's not it's it's all it's been. Um, there's a lot of articles out there that um, show uh, higher returns actually um, that uh, that come about when. Women are included in the in the top management or in the in the co-founding team, um, so those companies perform better financially, and that's just a fact. So, uh, from an investor perspective, it actually makes sense to um, put down more of your investment where more women are. So, um, I guess from an investment perspective, that's what you can do is to balance your portfolio properly. Um, I guess as women, what we can do really is to support each other, and and um, I hope more and more of these uh, accelerators or opportunities start uh, coming to life, where where I guess the it it, it sort of becomes like a community uh, responsibility to to bring each other up, and that's what sixty days startups ethos is that's what we we're trying to
0: do so yeah i love that 100 every, everyone
1: everyone needs to work together
0: especially and i think like the consumer part too is huge i don't think you know we realize with every little purchase we make in the end of the day there's like an analyst sitting with a graph showing their manager oh this cohort of people or like this group of people is buying into this company or into this product and then they'll invest accordingly so we play it a huge role. Like you might think that one purchase doesn't play a huge role. Sure, but then group that into like a hundred, and then a thousand, and then there you go like you are literally driving their business decisions just like that. Because in the end of the day, like they they look at where people are, where the trend is, and they move along with it. So we definitely do play a role in it, and I love that. I love that you guys are doing so much to support that. And now you know, I want to talk a bit more about the program and what you guys do. So on your website, you guys talk about how through the sixty days, you know, from You know, the entrepreneurs themselves being interviewed or kind of presenting their idea. And then by the end of the day, you guys go from literally planning to putting it out to the market, strategy and all of that revenue, and then even supporting them later on. So for for a program like that, who do you want to see applying? Like who who would you say for your cohorts where you're looking for when you're interviewing people, what are you looking for? Like who do you want to see over there?
1: I think women with fire that's uh, that's sort of the the criteria that we have um people really have a burning desire to do something um and are hungry to learn um and uh hungry to learn fast from the right people because that's what we offer in essence with our mentorship uh, and with the program itself, it, uh, also women that are really, really committed, because I, I would not be wrong in saying that I think I've been through a couple of accelerators myself. I would not be wrong in saying this is one of the most challenging accelerators that we've built. So in terms of time commitment, uh, you are required to put in a lot of hard work. But it is for your business and obviously for your business to do well. Um, so we kind of push you really hard and hope that you win. Um, and that's that's really what we're looking for um, in, in the women that we, uh, we want applying. Um, and now the program is open globally. We do uh, focus a lot more on the Arab and subcontinent region and not so much on the on the North American side, just because of the time zone difference and and um, a lot of the culturally um, culturally different aspects as well, so we we try and focus on on women that are perhaps on the eastern side of the world uh, more. So we encourage everyone and anyone to apply if you have a good business idea. We're also industry agnostic, so we kind of don't don't uh focus only on tech. Um, we're trying to encourage more sustainable or old school businesses to exist uh, for you know, regionally or locally manufactured um, ideas to come into existence and not just uh, the tech fad that's going on. Because so, there is a lot of accelerators that focus only on tech. So we want to be able to um, give women that don't have a tech-based idea chance to still accelerate their business
0: idea no i love that and i love the description too. like the to woman with fire that's amazing because you know th- one of the things that came into my mind when i was reading about the description i mean the first thing was like how the hell do you do that in 60 days because <laughs> you have 60 days like it might seem like a lot but it really isn't like once you get into it and once you start mm-hmm. talking about building a business so if i mean whether you want it or not it will show right it will show in how you act within these 60 days just it's pretty much like make it or break it right and that depends on the fire that you have or how much you actually want it how much you care about your business or the problem that you're solving
1: yep absolutely um yeah that's i i can't describe it any better it has to be
0: (laughs) oh that's amazing you you gotta hold on to that you gotta put that in the description i did the criteria when you're looking for it (laughs) and now you know (laughs) now you know you've been in the field You know as in so many different forms you've worked in corporates you've worked in family businesses and now you you are an entrepreneur yourself you started three different startups and now you have your accelerator and you are literally mentoring startups from idea to revenue in 60 days right so you you know you have a lot of lessons i'm sure to share with people with uh, entrepreneurs that are just starting out people that want to build their own businesses and all of that so from your experience what would you say to someone that wants to take their idea and make revenue in 60 days, right? In the 60 day startups fashion. And of course, without giving away too much of like the what the program offers or anything like that, like we, we instead of like, like, without revealing away. the secret recipe, <laughs> <I don't laughs> if know, you want I mean, to I'm hold on to that. To,
1: I'm happy to share, I guess, I think uh, the more you share, the better the world becomes, uh, the more you'll have, there's nothing that gets taken away from you. So, um, no secrets here. Um, <laughs> but I think from, from the perspective of, uh, the women that do want to start up, I'm no, I'm no, uh, expert really. I have maybe a little bit more experience, but that's about it. Um, we actually work with a host of, uh, equally or more experienced mentors that all come together and volunteer their time to help the 60 days, um, founders. But I guess if I were to, um, give some advice, I would say that, uh, know your finances really, really well. Uh, because that's at the end of the day, when you get into business, you are in the business of making money. Um, and knowing your finances is key to, uh, you know, growing successfully. And that's why we focus so much on revenue and creating a sustainable line of revenue. Um, so yeah, I guess if you, if you want to know how to, how to do your finances well, I'm the finance mentor. And so it's not surprising that I would say, I would say that, um, but yeah, but, but also I think be committed towards your towards your um, goal, whatever that goal might be, and be hungry to learn from um, people who've done it uh, before and, and uh, really look for mentorship. I think that's really, really important. Uh, throughout my journey, I've had different mentors for different things that I've tried to do in life, and I think uh, they play such a key role in, um, you know, helping you see things from a different perspective or opening your eyes to, um, something that you may not see, um, and really just helping you accelerate in terms of network or whatever else you need. So find, uh, people that would cheer for you and find good mentors.
0: Definitely. And I couldn't agree with the the last one, like, I I couldn't agree more with it because, uh, you know, as, uh, as a, as a 21 year old, and like, especially in the past couple of years, whenever I come up with an idea or whatever, I think that's it. I hit gold. I, I read an article or like, I read something about him, like, I know everything. The, the, this is good. The idea that I have is solid. And then when I talk to like a mentor or a mentor figure, per se, and then they highlight, highlight some stuff that I can do better, or whatever, I'm like. No, like I know what I'm doing. Just leave me alone, right? But it, it it took a lot of punches to my ego and to I don't even know why I have an ego about it because like I'm literally like a 19 year old or a 20 year old trying to think about stuff like this. But once you really have someone on the outside that has a different perspective and is holding you accountable and is also looking out for you, so whatever feedback they give you, no matter how critically you perceive it is, in the end of the day, like it is they're doing it with only your best interest at heart. And I think like, it's a bit tough for us to like the, the, the recent graduates and the people in uni and all that to think just like, Oh, we're in uni. you like, I just took a course about this or whatever. Like I know what I'm doing. Let me be. But especially from people that have done it before, it's so important to listen to it. Cause and this is the essence of this podcast in general. Like it's people that have done it, telling you how you can do it, telling you the challenges they faced, the mistakes they made so you can avoid it. Because we see a lot of that t- type of info, especially on Instagram and sort of like uh, the carousel is like, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, here are the seven steps, whatever. He was like, oh, that's so cliche or so mainstream. Yeah, everyone says that, but it's easier said than done. But these people did it, right? Like you, you did it. So this information isn't just like generic, whatever, or stuff that sounds good on paper. It's stuff that people experimented with, and the least you can do is just give it a shot and be open to hearing it at least.
1: Absolutely, I think um, I think you need to in entrepreneurship, or if you want to be. Um successful at anything actually in life you have to put your ego to the side and uh, learn to listen and learn to collaborate with people um and uh, learn to learn really um so that's kind of uh, the essence of of life actually but i guess sometimes it takes different people uh more or less time to come to the same conclusion um and different people have different styles of learning everyone has a different journey so uh you can't really force someone to learn that isn't ready to absorb it so you have to be ready to ready to listen to someone who's a little bit more experienced i guess and for that definitely put your ego to the side <laughs>
0: It's very painful, but once you do, and once you kind of just shut up that inner voice within you that wants to say, "Yeah, I know that," or anything like that, you actually try. You see that. Well, this brings me a lot more value, like benefit cost versus cost. Yeah, there, there, it's not even it's not even a debate anymore. And I actually have another question for you about sort of about uh, the lessons that you've learned from your experience, because. When I was thinking of topics to talk about on the podcast, I put this uh, question sticker on Instagram. And one of the responses that I was getting a lot was about starting out because a lot of people are terrified of starting out. So the and then when I looked about it, was like all, when I looked into it, there's like all the pitfall of starting out and like all that stuff. So what would you say from your experience from the businesses that you've helped, what is some of the mistakes that people make when they start or the things that they ignore or focus on, you know, things that might be irrelevant to them? Like what what are things that you believe people should do when they're starting out so they get onto the right foot and then don't end up crashing burning in the end?
1: So I would, um, I've seen a couple of recurring sort of um, behaviors, and I would not be wrong in saying that I've, I've done the same mistakes myself early on in my, in my journey as well, uh, which is spending too much money too fast, right? Uh, they spend money on um, making themselves look more successful than they actually are uh in in reality whatever's happening in the background so i guess the the look of it is a little bit more glamorous um, and it takes money to be able to do that you know you might hire a pr agency fake you
0: know, it till you make it
1: yeah but they're spending way too much money on fake yeah. It, I guess.
0: oh yeah definitely <laughs> they're gonna go broke yeah
1: yeah so you have the, have the to spend, yeah. going broke really fast is uh quite high when you when you try to do that especially in in terms of your business um also be humble i think being humble and um asking for help uh that is one of the most difficult things that an entrepreneur has to learn uh asking for help without being a pest Really, not not pestering people, but really asking with humility um, for help that they need, Um, and and that's kind of it goes hand in hand, right? Because you're so busy showing people that what you're doing and uh, you're doing great at whatever it is that you've started out with, and you don't need anybody's help and you don't need anybody to to look out for you, but actually you do. It's a very lonely journey and. Um, you know, I think uh, people get caught up in their ego and 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 those sort of show things. Um, I think it's it's just it's good to just like chill and be yourself, be authentic. Uh, ask for help from people that actually want to see you do well. Find the people that want to see you do well and keep those around because. I think uh, starting out, there are so many naysayers and so many people that uh, already um, have an opinion about what you're going to do. And you also have a voice in your head, right, That's uh, that makes you question what you're doing and makes you s- self-conscious. You don't need more of that um, around you. So it's very important to surround yourself with people that will... Uh, cheer for you and be happy to see you successful and then ask for help from these people or get connected with people that you think can help you grow to the next level i think that's um the second the second thing that i would um, so not many. just don't spend too much money too fast and keep it keep it keep a steady um head on your shoulders
0: definitely and it's it's a very thin line between asking and like exactly what you're saying just like nagging or whatever Uh, but once you kind of get the hang of it and especially that you know if you start to ask like if the worst thing that you get is a no it's just two letters move on ask someone else like if you ask 15 people what are the chances of all of them saying no very very minimal if and if they all say no ask 20 ask 25 ask 30 it it goes on
1: grow thick skin i guess that that would also be one of the things that (laughs) you'd have to do, uh, for sure.
0: Definitely. And now, you know, as we're getting closer to signing off, I always like to ask about the future. So what are some of the plans that you have for 60 day startups? Like where do you want it to see, or what do you want to, to achieve in terms of impact in the next couple of years?
1: Oh, I, I wish so much for it. And I dream big, uh, for it, but I think I dream big because, um, because I believe that it is a community initiative um, and it it is something that the whole community is coming together and working towards. It's completely not-for-profit. So I think um, my dream for it is to become a cycle that keeps turning on its own um, and seeing previous cohort startups um, actually come in as mentors and then mentor the future startups so it's something that never dies um regardless of whether i'm here or not or whether a mentor is here or not um you know i hope 60 days continues to uh, be a community accelerator that is run by the people uh for the vision that that is to create a gender equal ecosystem of startups and and having more and more women um, leaders uh, be part of our economy, so I think that's the the vision for sixty day startups. But I guess uh, what's coming up next is a lot of different projects with sixty days. Um, we're interviewing for our third cohort, which starts on February twentieth, actually. So if you know of uh, a founder that's a female that has fire, uh, she knows where to apply and. Uh, and uh, also we we have a fellowship program in place that's really really sturdy which is the core team of 60ds that helps makes things happen um and we have a very um very solid program for fellows so fellows can apply as well and if you know of any mentors or who, who would love to contribute to their knowledge towards helping other female founders uh, we have applications on a rolling basis to become a mentor as well. Obviously, you have to be uh, quite, uh, quite accomplished in your, in your line of work to, to become a mentor. Um, but we, we want more and more from people from the community to contribute towards 60 Day Startups. Um, and we're starting a marketplace uh, that is um, um, products by women. Um, and again, it's not for profit. Uh, it's just a place where people, uh, where women-owned um, businesses can showcase their products, and uh, and consumers, like I said, can come and buy uh, whatever they need from there, and they don't have to go through the research of whether it's female-founded or not. I think that it's a big barrier to to why people don't do it. So we're just bringing. All the products in one place, or that's the hope. Um, so that starts um, somewhere in the in the next quarter. Um, the marketplace starts, and there's a bunch of, of new projects uh, related to crypto, which I'll keep in the Ooh. in the quiet. Um, <laughs> and and uh, hopefully, you'll see a lot a lot of cool things happening. <laughs>
0: I love that. I, and I wish you all the best with it because I'm sure it's going to have a lot of impact on a lot of female entrepreneurs, on the community that you have. And I hope it just keeps growing and empowering and inspiring people as you go on. And now, you know, we've spoken about you. We've spoken about Nita, the entrepreneur, the founder of 60 Day Startups, but now for the last couple of questions, I'd like to change it up a bit and ask more about Nita, the person, to give people listening a bit more of a perspective about you. And mm-hmm. just a heads up, the questions do get a lot deeper compared to the previous ones. <laughs> so first things first, <laughs> uh, success, right? Success is entirely subjective. There are 7 billion people, 7 billion answers to the question. That is, how would you define success?
1: Uh, I don't know because I would have to be uh, successful to, to be able to try and define it. Uh, I don't think I'm there yet, but uh, but I think in, in in my view, it really is success is service. Um, and uh, I guess to me, uh, it's a it's a little bit of a deeper answer. But uh, I hope people remember me for um, the memories that I've. I've left them with when I'm gone I think that would be my success so I probably won't be able to see it while I'm living I'll have to to die to be able to to be successful but really that truly is my hope that um whenever I've come across someone I've added value to their lives um that really truly is the meaning of success to me
0: that's an incredible answer. And <laughs> now the second question is about describing yourself. So, how would you describe yourself to someone that's never met you in just three words?
1: Uh I put my passions to action. I think that's who I am. Ooh. Um yeah. So um
0: Would you say would you use passion to action as like the the three?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I oh. think so.
0: I love that. I love that. This is only like the third time out of 59 or 60 that someone answers it like in a sentence form instead of three words. And all of the the these sentence answers were amazing. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I guess, I guess that's, <laughs> that's where. <I>
0: <laughs> now, the last thing is, it's not really a question, but it's more of I turn the virtual mic to you. Uh, you have the might, if there's one thing that you would want to leave people listening to off with, what would it be? Like, what would you say?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Gosh, you got me. you got me. (laughs) Um,
0: On the last question.
1: (laughs) On the last question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would just say, just, uh, just strive to be happy with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and, uh, it's really important to, to find something that you really love waking up to do. Um, I think it brings such an extra zing to life. So um, even if it doesn't pay as much or if it doesn't you know, give you success in the material world as much, finding something you love and going after it with full force is so fulfilling. Um, so... I, I hope every, everybody can get to experience that and, war, and work hard and work hard. <laughs> That's...
0: Yes. And uh, on that note, once again, thank you so much for joining me. It's honestly been absolutely amazing to have you on and to hear all about 60 days. Uh, so thank you for the work that you do, honestly, and keep smashing it. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TheAli or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.